Hello, welcome to Mind of a Football Coach Podcast. Today we have on Dr. John Pennington, the head coach of West Virginia State. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Thanks for having me, Zach. It's uh, I've, I've been uh, you know following your podcast and listening, and uh, been kind of kind of begging you to get on here for a while now. Every time I see you at church, so uh, glad to finally get the invite, and um, appreciate you having me. Yeah, what did we talk at church last Sunday? And you were like. Hey, let's go on the podcast. I'm like, sure, why not? Man? Uh, <laughs> is that easy? It is that easy. Yeah, I, my my guest um, my guest list is not long. It's one. It's it's you. Today. There, there we go. Good. <laughs> well, I can win that matchup. <laughs> well, coach, you know, introduce yourself to the listener. Um, anything you want to talk about? You know, your playing career, coach career, and then what got you into wanting to write in your book, small wins, big gains. Um, so take it, take it from here. All right. My name is John Pennington. I was born and raised here in Charleston, West Virginia. Um, head football coach at West Virginia State University. Uh, played at West Virginia University, and then I uh, graduated, bounced around the West Virginia Conference. Uh, got a master's degree, West Virginia Wesleyan, and uh, kind of cut my teeth coaching all over the place here in the state of West Virginia. And uh, I'm a homebody, so you know, was, my parents are here, and my whole family's here. My wife's family's from here. Um, so being home for me is a, is a dream come true. Getting able to come back to West Virginia State, and uh, you know, right down the road from you, yeah. probably took me about five minutes to get here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but just love, love being home and, and having a positive impact. It's what I've always wanted to do and uh, didn't, didn't always know I wanted to be a coach but knew that I wanted to motivate, inspire, and, and help other people. And, uh, you know, football just happened to be the, the thing that I fell in love with and was good at and uh, was able to, you know, have a great experience in college, had unbelievable coaches that, that mentored me and then wanted to give that experience back. And so uh, that's what I've been trying to do, just trying to learn, the, you know, how to be a great coach. And, I, you know, just like – I'm sure with, you know, your readers have probably read uh, or heard about the 10,000 hour rule and it takes 10 years to get good at, at uh, what you're doing. So, you know, I really, you know, was an assistant for about 10 years or so and then finally made it to a coordinator and, you know, now, uh, you know, from a coordinator to a head coach. But uh, I, I wrote uh, the book, Small Wins Equal Big Gains, you know, because I was, I was always big into goal setting and, and setting goals and even from a, when I was in middle school, I wrote down my goals, you know, what I wanted to do while I was in high school. And, um, and I saw the power of, of what that could do and how I could, you know, kind of create what I wanted. Uh, so, you know, I've, I would say that I've, uh, I'm, I'm definitely not, you know, my goals don't always come true, but I feel like I've done it long enough where I've get, gotten pretty good at it and, and developed some techniques that worked. And so, uh, you know, I, I've, last time I was in the bookstore, maybe three years ago, I was looking for a goal setting book. I just couldn't find anything that was comprehensive that, you know, was the, uh, would kind of keep me on my path and, and get me to that goal. And so that's, uh, when I kind of got the idea and, uh, I had just finished up my PhD from Capella university and, you know, thought, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I, I really, uh, like I was telling you, I didn't have a, uh, I wanted to get the PhD because I wanted it to make me unique as a coach sure. and help me get a head coaching job. So once I had the head coaching job and had the PhD, didn't really know what I was going to do. And I thought, you know, I might as well write a book. So, uh, once I decide to do something, I go all in and don't stop until I finish. And uh, it took me, you know, took me two years to write the book. But uh, I used myself as a guinea pig. So um, it was 22 months to when I started and published the book. But I take five months off at a time for football and recruiting. Mm-hmm. So it took me 12 months exactly to write the book. And all I did uh, literally was 30 minutes every morning before my kids get up. So my wife and kids are asleep. Uh, the first 30 minutes when I wake up, I start working on my book. And I did this consistently for 12 months. Uh, it took me about six months uh, of actual writing time to write it and another six months to edit and publish. Um, but so, you know, that, that was kind of the premise of the book. You don't, 
you don't have to, you know, if you want to be a millionaire, or you want to be a head coach, or you want to be whatever in your field, you don't have to focus on these big achievements. What you need to do is start with a small win, some kind of little mundane habit, and just stay with it over and over and over again. And if you don't quit, you'll eventually, you know, succeed. And then there's a lot of tools in the book that help, you know, it's a lot easier said than done to stay on that track and stay on that path. So there's a lot of tools in the book that, uh, that I use to kind of keep myself, you know, on the right track. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> This is the first author I've had on a podcast. You know, um, you know, I think of like goal setting. I think about, you know, like what are things like for you as a as a head college football coach, like that help you stay on that path because your day is crazy. I would imagine just super chaotic. So, like, yeah. how do you make sure you stay on your on your path to make sure you get accomplished when you get accomplished that day? Well, it's a work in progress, you know, being systematic, you know, is, is something that I'm always striving to do to get better at. Um, but you also have to make time for, you know, I learned quickly as a head football coach that, you know, that things are going to go wrong almost every day. There's going to th- be things that pop up with 100 players. You know, there's a lot of issues that, that I'm going to have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. So uh, I try to go into every day with, with some buffer time built in, knowing that, uh, that there's going to be things that I just have to deal with as a head coach administratively. But um, you know, the thing that motivates me and that keeps me on track is that, you know, my players are counting on me. And, that, and that's what I love about being part of a team. And I've been the, the scout team player, now I'm the head coach. I've been everything in between those two things. And the, the, the motivation of whatever my role is to dominate that role. And as a head coach, you know, my role is to do budgets and, you know, some of the, the things that us football coaches don't love to do. But, you know, I know that that's what the team needs me to do to be successful. So that, that's kind of what motivates me. But what I do to stay on track is – you know, I have, you know, extensive to-do lists, you know, prioritized by their urgency and their importance. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a long list of elaborate, you know, tools to keep me on track. But, I, you know, the motivation is the players and then the, uh, the different tools are, you know, I, I have a, when I wake up in the morning, um, I'll, I'll review my goals, not only for that, you know, for what I have coming up, but I visualize my day, my entire day. So that's one of the, I read a book, um, uh, I just can't think of the name of it right now, it's leaving me, but it's about mental toughness, and it was about a mental toughness routine, how to strengthen your mind, and what, it was with the St. Louis Cardinals, and they basically, they would visualize their goals coming true, and then they would visualize what they needed to do that day, and so that's what I do every morning, uh, knowing that, you know, it's going to get crazy, but these are the kind of the main things that I have to hit along the way, and so uh, having that, that morning mindset of knowing that, you know, okay, after our back squat testing i'm going to head over to nitro and do the podcast and then you know those are th- that's one of the the best ways that i've found to stay on track is just visualize it in the morning and just try to do my best to stay on it sure and <laughs> if you were saying a bunch of things come across your your desk so like when you talk about prioritizing like as a head college football coach like what are the top things on the list like when you think i got to get this du- this done right. what am i getting done you know, for me, it's it's casting a vision and driving the culture. You know, that that is my ultimate goal as a head coach. So uh, the culture is everything. So, you know, if I have a player uh, that's in need, you know, the culture, our culture is a family environment, uh, one where, you know, we, we love our players, we, we pour into our players. So I got to stop everything, you know, make sure that that young man is where he needs to be. Uh, and, and the other thing is that, you know, it's, it's a culture of, of hard work. It's a a vision of being a program that is going to the next level. So, 
you know, recruiting. It depends on the day, really, because and that's one thing I love about the job is like, you know, last month it was all recruiting. Every day it was recruiting, recruiting, calling high school coaches, you know, potential student athletes. It was recruiting, recruiting, and weight room. Now we've kind of we're kind of transitioning into more X and O's, developing you know our players and finishing the weight room what they've done this winter. Um, so it, it kind of evolves, you know what I mean? Every every couple months it changes, and I think that's why it's important to have you know goals and have a you know my goals in the January are way different than they are right now. I mean. I'm making a certain amount of phone calls every night, you know, certain amount of Twitter messages. You know, right now it's all about uh, promoting our program, you know, uh, you know, building up our players, meeting with the quarterbacks, trying to do all those things, you know, as far as the, the player development. So the priorities change depending on the you know time of year, but uh, I have to be very intentional about it or it can take, it can, you know, you know how it goes. It, it can take over my day. And that I feel very, I get really frustrated. I'm like, I worked all day and did nothing. You know, so it, that motivates me too. Like, I don't, I hate that feeling. So I'd rather do stuff that I'm kind of set out to do. Sure. There's a book called The Four Disciplines of Execution. They talk a lot about that. Like the whirlwind, you just get caught some days like, man, I didn't, Yeah. I just did my job. I didn't get my, you know, my long-term goals done today. So what are some things that, that you find that can help you stay on your goals even when your day goes like nuts? Like yeah. this happened, I had no idea this is going to happen. Well, the first thing is having that morning routine. And, and the first thing you need to do in the morning is do, you know, for me it's about, I mean, I don't do work. I don't do budgets in the morning. I don't do recruiting in the morning. I do stuff that's going to build, you know, build our culture, build, you know, like working on my book, reading, you know, building myself as a leader. Um, you know, a lot of times it'll be, you know, maybe working on uh, a, a recruiting presentation because it's about what our program and our culture is about. You know how to maybe market our program. So anything that's like a, a something that you know I love to do, don't always have the time to do. So I do that first thing in the day because I know that's going to ultimately uh, drive our program more than anything else. So I start the day with that, and then I write it down. I mean, just the, the simple uh, act of writing down what you need to do, and that's why to do lists are so you know important. You just you just write it down, and plus it gets it out of your brain. And then you know crossing it off, and I cover this a little bit in the book. It actually, you know, gives you a hit of dopamine. You know, it's like that you're going to get that good feeling like you've accomplished something and uh, that can kind of make, you know, winning addictive. And so I, you know, definitely the first thing is that morning routine and doing something that uh, is going to move, you know, move the program, move myself forward. Uh, and then, you know, writing down the uh, the mundane tasks that I need to do and so I can check them off. And then uh, I've, I've got, uh, I script out my day, you know, kind of with like a time management sheet. So from 11 to noon, I'm doing administrative work and I, you know, I don't always hit that mark, but you know, my coaching staff knows that I lift every day at noon. Like I'm, I'm working at it from noon to one. I'm working out and eating lunch. You know, don't, don't, don't send a recruit to my office. You know, that is my time. And then, you know, there's uh, we're at work at 5 a.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I'm going home at 3 p.m. to be with my kids. And so like, I've, I've really tried to discipline myself on, you know, appointments with myself because it's easy to, you know, I never want to let Zach Davis down, but I'll let John Pennington down all the time. Sure, so sure. I've tried to really, you know, hold myself a little more accountable to myself, you know, with those goals. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're talking about culture and vision for West Virginia State football. Like, what are your, your core tenets of your culture and how you – because, Coach, you've built the program now. I mean, right. I, I got some – I got here in 2015, I got some history at West Virginia State, and it wasn't real pretty. So. Yeah. You know, what are some things that you have done to build that culture? 
you know, we, um, when you're building culture and, and strengthening culture, you're really just marketing your beliefs. And, and culture isn't your beliefs, it's your actions. And so what you really have to do is make sure that your, your actions match your beliefs. So, um, you know, we, we do a lot of things with, um, you know, we don't, we don't like force religion on our players or anything, but we, we do some things with, we prayer and we bring in pastors and stuff, but uh, we wouldn't make that a core value, even though it's really important because it's not like the first thing that we do. Now, maybe if you went to a school that that, that was important, uh, that was at the forefront of what you did every day. Uh, for us, it, it starts with, you know, family, you know, forget about me, I love you. And I know that's, um, you know, what, what every team says, but like I said, it's not our beliefs, it's our actions. So we have to show it as a staff constantly. Uh, and then, you know, the discipline, uh, for us, discipline is, is not, you know, being five minutes early, although it's a part of it. It's, you know, making the decisions you need to make to be successful. So, you know, being, you know, w when you get to the workout, you attack the workout or saying no to that party for our players on a Thursday night when there's a Friday morning workout. So that's kind of what we stress to them is about, you know, understanding that, you know, discipline is making the right decisions and living your life on purpose. And that's, that's ultimately, you know, what this book came from is that, uh, I really try and, and help our players develop the right habits. And so we started tracking their habits, giving them time management sheets. And I, I, all this stuff I was doing with our players, I thought, why, you know, I had a lot of former players be like, man, I wish I had that stuff still. And that's when I started thinking, well, why wouldn't I just put this in a book? I already got the information. I do it every day. Um, but I, I really think that as far as your culture, you know, you have to back up your, what you say your beliefs are with your actions. And um, you know, for us, for me, it, it comes from my personality. I'm high, high energetic. I love our players. I'm, I'm very, um, uh, very much a, a player's coach as far as I trust and believe in our players. And, you know, sometimes that can burn me as a coach. Uh, but I, I tell our staff all the time, like, if I believe in Johnny, right, and even though Johnny's screwing up and I say, you know what, he's going to make it and Johnny doesn't make it. What, where did it, so I'm wrong? Is that, that's the worst right, that happens? Yeah, okay, I'm yeah. wrong every day. I'm wrong, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, most of the day. So, so if I, but if I believe in Johnny and he's, you know, and he, and he makes it because I believe in him, we've just changed someone's life. Not only that, but we've, we've shown our team that, man, these coaches really, they believe in, they believe in us. They, you know, they, and I think that that's ultimately what our culture is about is, is that, you know, we believe in our players uh, and, and that we, you know, we're going to lead them to be the best they can be. And if they don't live up to that, you know, they might find their way, you know, leaving sure. and that happens. But, uh, but I encourage our coaches all the time, believe in our players more than they believe in themselves. And mm. I don't put up with in the staff room, a coach saying, oh, he's, you know, he's a turd or he's screwing up. Like, no, our, our job is to lead him. You know, you, you can't just, you can't complain about him. I understand he's messing up, but what do we, what, how do we fix it? What's going on? Did his girlfriend break up with him? You know, if, if we can't correct the problem, we'll, we'll get rid of him. But uh, it's not our job to complain about players and say this generation's soft. That's to me, that's lazy leadership. Let's let's find out the problem and let's coach him and let's lead him to be where he needs to be. And I think our players see that, uh, and it comes through every day. Sure, I, I know and us having known each other for almost five years now. And I think the thing that comes across when you talk to players is they really like know, like in the first meeting, like you care about them as a person, and right. that's. It's pretty unique for a head college football coach, in my experience. Yeah, you know, so that's that's a great thing. I, it's I appreciate easy for, that. As a head coach, yeah. a high school coach, saying, "Hey, I can, you know, say hey, they get a, a invite to go to your camp or seven on seven or something. Hey, we're going to go to Western State, and when the players get to know you, it's like, oh, okay, like I want to go there and check this out because it's it's an easy sell. Yeah, 
And um, you know, where did you where did that come from? Because that's something that's pretty unique for a head college coach. Like, where where did that come from in your life? Like, who who invested into you to help you get there? Bill Stewart, you know, and obviously my high school coach Steve Edwards, you know, but Bill Stewart was a college coach that was. You know, he was authentic, and I think that's what ultimately makes a great leader, whether you're, you know, I'm very, you know, I love everybody. You know, I, I, I really enjoy people, and, and I, I never, um, uh, I don't really have any problems with anyone. I really, and that's just kind of my personality. So I think you have to fit your personality, and it's, it is my biggest strength, but it's also my biggest weakness. It, it can, you know, it can burn me at times, but, uh, but it comes through as authentic, and that's when, like you said, I think that that's a, it makes us unique, and it, it does attract players to us. But Bill Stewart, you know, I, I just remember him constantly, you know, pouring into, you know, us as players. And even if he didn't – he wasn't my position coach. Um, but, I, you know, he might just see you in the locker room and tell you, hey, you're, you did a great job today. And, and I, I remember vividly having a horrible day, uh, really down about, man, am I going to make it here? And he comes by, says, hey, I, man, I, I saw you in pre-practice. You looked great. You're, you've come a long way. And, and that one interaction, I, was, I sat up in my seat. I'm like, I'm going to make it. You know, yeah. and I thought that that was kind of the first realization that, uh, you know, I wanted to be a coach a little bit like, you know, to have that impact on someone like myself that was, you know, normally positive And I was but that one day I was feeling rough and, and he picked me up and uh, he was always very loving with his wife and his kids and our other coaches were, too. But uh, it was it was so authentic with him. And I, I just kind of idolized that. Like, I want to be like that, you know, and I think, in a in you know, the college world is a business. And, you know, it, it's, it may not be the smartest way to approach it, but I think it's also a unique way to approach it uh, in that, uh, you know, that not everybody, you know, they say it, but I think, well, like you said, with us, you can feel it. And uh, every new coach, anytime you want a litmus test of your culture, ask a new coach or a player what your culture is because that ultimately they'll tell you because they don't really know what you've been trying to say and right, yeah. they can't give you the, uh, the company answer. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. you know, every coach, new coach and new player has said that, you know, that, you know, our staff and our, we really care about our players. And, I, and that means a lot to me. Okay. Coach, you were saying you have spring ball coming up. Um, you know, what is, I wish we had spring, spring ball for high school in West Virginia. There's a plug for that. Mm -hmm. um, but like, what does that look like for you? Like, what are your, what are your goals? What are your aspirations? What are you trying to do? And then what are like the dates of that for people who are interested? Yeah. I mean, for us, so, Every player on our team, I told our team this, has a question mark beside their name. You know, oh, shoot. <laughs> every single one of them. You know, like, you know, are you going to, if you were a guy that started last year, are you going to step into that leadership role and be an all conference player? Or if you were a guy that played some, are you going to step up and be a guy we can count on, you know, every every week, every Saturday, every play? And and even a guy that said, the, you know, a guy that was only scout team, like, can you step up and, and provide some help on special teams? So every player has a question mark beside their name uh, for the individual player. As the head coach, I want to see our team develop a mental toughness. That, that's what our, um, you know, what we strive to do as a team is be the toughest, most connected team in the country. And so I want to see a team that's, that's mentally and physically tough, you know, day in, day out. doesn't get distracted by, um, you know, outside forces or uh, a bad day or a bad play or whatever. I want to see a team that's locked in, uh, that, can, that can really, you know, constantly treat every play and flip that switch like it's a, like it's got a life of its own. So as the head coach, that's what I'm looking for is that that team, how mentally tough can we be and how can we how, – if, if, if I see a fracture, like I hate when players throw their hands up. It, it's my biggest pet peeve. So we try and get them to do this, like keep chopping. I'm going to keep moving forward. So I want to see great body language. I want to see which, 
which players are going to step up and lead because Austin Hensley graduated. He was the leader of our program, you know, quarterback. So who's going to step into that role? And uh, so there's all kinds of new shoes to fill. And every team is different. You know, you know that. And this is our first look at it. You, you know, like you said, you're kind of jealous. You have to wait till August. Yeah. I get, I get like kind of a sneak peek. At, at what we're going to be like, and uh, so I'm, I'm really just looking for that, you know, who's going to lead, who's going to step up, uh, and I want to see a team that's mentally tough, and, and we won't accept anything other than that. Sure. I mean, that, <laughs> it's interesting, you know, as a coach, I think sometimes we get wrapped up in like X's and O's, like you were talking about mental toughness, the character, mm-hmm. that's what is that really what wins in the end? Because that's what I think wins in the end is, is those things. Well, I mean, I, I think we won, you know, won seven games this year, and five of the seven were fourth quarter comeback wins. And I, we have, we don't just talk about mental toughness. We emphasize it. We do meditation, visualization. We also put them through physically demanding things and see how they react. Next week we have what we call a tour of duty, uh, which is a, it, it is a physically demanding thing. It's in the morning, uh, and and we try and break them as coaches. That's Nick Saban said mental toughness is, you know, what does it take to break you? And mm-hmm. so they know that we're going to try and break them, and we, we want to try and get them to fracture and get off their game and, and throw their hands up or start complaining. So uh, to me, that's it, it, it wins you those close games. You, you know, I, I think that it's a, a huge part of it, and I saw a direct, you know, result of that, you know, this year with winning five of seven fourth quarter games, and uh, every game was close for us. So it was like we had to find a way, and I think that toughness and that, that – Team bond is what carried us through, but we'll find out this year if it holds true. Yeah, yeah. When do y'all start spring ball, coach? Uh, we start the last week in March, and uh, so really the best days to come are on um, uh, on the weekends. So we we yeah. practice uh, every Saturday in April, and our spring games April twenty fourth. It's a Friday night at Shawnee. Okay. Where can you find information about that schedule? Our Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, okay. if you go to our Twitter page, we, we throw stuff up there all the time, and okay. uh, we'll, we'll have our, our practice dates coming up here soon. Okay. Coach, as we, we land this thing, just tell the listener, you know, most of the guys listen, I guess, are coaches. That's what I've gotten feedback from. I don't know who else would listen to it. Um, what What's like the golden nugget of leadership as a coach? Like what is the thing, like if you knew this 10 years ago, you'd been like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. So – what what is that? Yeah, it's just be authentic and do what you say you're gonna do. That's it. You know, don't you know, be yourself. You know, I, I'm a uh, you know, I'll, I'll yell and scream, but I, I am a positive energy, positive attitude guy, and that's 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 who I got to be. You know, every day, day in, day out, that consistency uh, is, is what what helps me be a great leader. And, and I think that ultimately is is the golden nugget. You know, I know as a young coach, I'm always trying to you trying to emulate people mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's good to steal things from people and, and make it your own, but I think just being authentic and and you know back up your talk with your with your actions, and that's you know it's a lot easier said than done. You know I, I like to take a look back and you know as, as a head coach and you know this like you don't want winning to get in the way of, of our job as molding molding these young men into leaders and and uh, future leaders. So I think that's something that I struggle with all the time, uh, and and then if I say I'm gonna you know we're going to do this and I don't care who, you know, who does it or who doesn't do it. If you don't do this, you're not part of the team. Uh, and that means getting rid of our best player. And we did that two years ago. And I think it might've hurt in the short run, but I think in the long run, you know, it showed our team that man, if, if you're not, if you're working against the culture, you're not going to be here. You know, sure. if you, if you get in trouble, we're going to punish you and you know, you're going to get chances to make up for that. But if you're ultimately working against our culture, mm-hmm. uh, then, you know, that's, you're not going to be here. And I, 
I think that our our message is that you have to do these things to be here. You know, we're we grind it out. We're early risers. We get after it, and we're all we have a positive attitude. And and uh, I think that you know, if I'd have known, you know, maybe as a younger coach, like just be yourself and, and make sure your actions back up what you're saying. You know, yeah. if you want to be a tough, mean coach, that's fine. But make sure your make sure your actions back that up. Sure, sure. Coach, where can people find you on social media? Like where you, and your social media for Western New State is awesome. So yeah. where, where, where can people find you? Uh, so the Western New Football is at Western New State Football okay. uh, on social media. I'm at Coach Penn okay. uh, on Twitter. And then uh, for the for the book, I have um, uh, a webpage. It's uh, CoachJohnPennington.com. Okay. Uh, and that's where I do a lot of you know leadership, culture, goal setting, really anything that has to do with personal growth. Uh, that I put on there, and that's where you can find my book. That's where uh, I, you know, kind of link everything up there. Um, but that's uh, Western State Football. We have we have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, all those things. Okay. Um, but that the main one is the Twitter that we use. Yeah, absolutely. And listeners, I'll put links to all this in the description of the podcast. Uh, Coach, thanks for being with us, and uh, it's it's been a pleasure. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. And uh, you know, if there's any listeners out there interested, like I said, go to the website. Uh, CoachJohnPennington.com. We'll have, you know, the, the books on there. But I, I like to just post things, you know, on coaching, on anything that's, you know, that's, that helps us move forward and, um, you know, just enjoy doing this stuff. Awesome. We will post this shortly, listeners.